Hello, and welcome to the Heal, Equip, and Release podcast. I'm your host, Karen Cruz. I'm a wife, a mom of five, a licensed counselor, and I am so passionate about seeing women set free as they are healed, equipped, and released into their God-given identity and purpose. Scripture tells us that God made each one of us with a specific plan and purpose in mind, and His plan for our lives is meant to lead us to a future of hope, blessing, and unshakable peace. However, today many of us find that we are far from experiencing this promise in our daily lives. The truth is, we are in a war, and the battle plan of our enemy is to wound us in such a way that we miss out on the fullness of God's vision for our lives. In this podcast, I will walk with you and lead you to an experience of God's healing that will renew your mind, reignite your spirit, and set you free to joyfully fulfill the unique mission God has placed on your life. Hello, friends, and welcome to the podcast. Karen Cruz here. I am so glad that you have decided to join me today. I want to begin this podcast actually with a little shout out to the virtual Catholic conference that is happening online. This is a free conference, one for men and one for women, happening the weekend of April 3rd through the 5th. This conference is totally free of charge. We know that so many people have uh, not been able to go to their Lenten, you know, retreats and different things that you signed up for due to the COVID-19 craziness that's happening right now. And so we just want to make sure that you have access to all of the amazing speakers and tips and help that you were really longing for. And so friends of mine have put on these conferences online. Um, and so please check it out, virtualcatholicconference.com. There are already thousands of people registered, so check it out. I will be speaking, one of the many speakers, um, for the Women's Conference. And uh, today's uh, topic for the podcast is going to be sort of a teeny bit of the talk that I'm going to be giving that day. But I just want to let you guys know, check it out, virtualcatholicconference.com. So um, that being said, I wanted to jump in to the topic for today and really... I just want you guys to know I have been praying so much for all of you, um, obviously for my own family and, you know, all the different challenges that we're all facing. I have a husband who is in the medical field uh, and, you know, it's just crazy just knowing that there's just so much fear around, you know. But the one thing I have noticed is that, you know, God has really given such a grace to me um, and I really am so grateful just for this peace, this deep peace, this peace that, you know, we read about in scripture that surpasses understanding. And as we are surrounded in an environment where there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of panic happening, I just want to reassure you all that God wants to give you that peace, that peace that surpasses understanding. I know we talked about that a little bit last week, but this week I want to take things a little bit deeper and talk about that more because I really believe with my whole heart that this situation we're in, you know, how we make sense of it, we really have an incredible opportunity right now for really unprecedented healing and transformation. And I know maybe somebody might listen to that and say, what do you mean? I am so stressed out. How could I possibly, how could this possibly be an opportunity for healing? I'm just in survival mode. I don't know how many of you are feeling that way, but I just want to tell you that It's really, and you hear this, but really you're having an opportunity to to walk this out, that it's in times of trial that really we do have the greatest opportunity 
to be transformed. And I say that because when we're in these times of pressure, all our stuff comes out, you know? And as a counselor, you know, that's, that's my goal. I want that stuff to come out. I ne- it needs to come out, you know, and even as a doctor, right? Like in the medical field, they, they want to know what's hidden, what's under the surface, like what is going on that is causing problems. And a lot of us know, like in our normal daily lives, there's stuff that's not right, you know, but we're managing it, you know, there are things that could be better, but we're distracting, we're, you know, Man, just managing our lives with our little ways we we have to control, to feel that we're in control. You know, our our marriage maybe is okay, you know, but we know there's areas where we could be better. Our, our parenting is, you know, so-so, but, you know, we're okay. You know, we're okay. We're fine, right? But it's in situations like this that we come face-to-face with how not fine we are, and God in His mercy is allowing this to happen. I mean, I'm not going to pretend to say I know all of the reasons for behind what, God, what God allows, don't let me be clear, but I know that a part of this anyway is that in his mercies, he wants us to not, to not be allowing things to just stay under the surface anymore because he has so much more for us and he has healing. And this podcast today, I really want to encourage you to begin to look at your stuff that's coming out right now because we all have it. You know, we all have stuff. I know so many of my friends are newly uh, homeschooling myself. I've done it before, but it's the first time I'm homeschooling with four kids in school. And there's a whole lot of stuff come in there. You know, the new pressures, um, so much that, that I'm hearing and, you know, even experiencing as we're in a new, um, sometimes uncharted or at least uncomfortable territory there. But then there's also the practical challenges of finances and families where there, there are there's a dual income going on and suddenly all the kids are home and, you know, how are we going to do this? How are we going to make ends meet? Or of course, people losing their jobs. I mean, there's just so much. And so there's so many things coming out and it is a time where God wants us, I know, to start looking at what, what is coming out and start taking note. And I'm really going to encourage you to just be aware of how you're managing things. Are you distracting? Are you numbing? Are you just sitting, you know, if you're, if you're a home, are you numbing? And, and just like, you know, on, on the TV or on your phone or maybe drinking a little bit more or whatever it is, your kind of coping strategy du jour, um, that really isn't helping you at best. Um, hopefully not hurting you, like, uh, you know, as far as addiction and stuff that we know also can be much more prevalent during times like this. But I just want to encourage you to know that God hasn't abandoned you, that he's allowing stuff to come for a reason. And so that being said, you know, I, I said this in the last, in the last episode, when I say it again, that really at the heart of all this is God calling his children back to him, to a relationship of trust, a relationship where, you know, he, he wants to be our father. You know, I was just rereading Romans chapter eight, where it talks about how, um, creation is longing for the revelation of the children of God. Like God does not, you know, he is trying to set us free from this fear, you know, calling out Abba father. We've not been given a spirit of fear. You know, we are called to be children of God and, and this fear that is cast out of us as we really enter in to our identity as much loved children even as adults where we have these practical responsibilities and different things that God still is our father. It isn't like a one day he's like, all right, you're off, you're on your own now, which I think honestly, a lot of us 
because of the families we grew up in, probably, I mean, there's a healthy launching, right? Like we can't be dependent on our families, but there can sometimes be this, um, I don't say like reliance on ourself is seen as like a virtue. You know, I, I don't need anyone. I don't need help. I've got this, you know, and, and that really, while we don't want to be, um, you know, dependent to a fault and needy and not using the gifts we've been given, there's a place where God is calling us to just a, a deeper trust and a recognition that we aren't our own gods, we are not in control. And all of those things that we have really put our faith in, a lot of times unknowingly until we're under pressure like this, you know, need to be, we need to be purified of them. None of them are bad in and of themselves, like, you know, wanting to make enough money and, and, you know, wanting to go shopping or wanting to enjoy a glass of wine or wanting to, I mean, just all the different things, like whether it's control issues or comfort or whatever, none of the things are bad in and of themselves, but when they become our source of, source of comfort or security above God, which for a lot of us, practically, there's a lot of people who, who haven't really experienced God as provider, as comforter, as protector. And I think he's at this place where he, he desperately wants to be that for us. And it's something that we have to experience. And I think so many of us grew up, you know, and in a world where really we are in control of so much because in our country, in our culture, we have so much opportunity to to be in control, whether it's from the medicines that we have access to, to just opportunities for work. You know, we kind of can control so much of our environment. We are free people, you know? So we can take that though to a place where, you know, we disdain any sense of powerlessness, any, any sense of not being in control makes us freak out. And, and we feel like something's wrong. And God wants to like re- really be in that place in our lives again where we're experiencing the peace that comes from the reality that we have a father who loves us, who is in control, who when he allows difficulty and pain to come into our lives, it's only and always because he has a plan for us to grow and benefit by it. But this is something again that we can't just like intellectually come to understand on a deep level. And I think for most of us, it has been very much an intellectual thing up to this point. Uh, maybe you've already come to this. I know I can speak about this because I've come, I've gone through a bit of this in my own life already where I've come to the end of myself and God has experientially shown up in a way that has allowed me to experience now this peace that surpasses understanding. But it's one of those things that we have to choose. We have to consent to at some point in our lives so that we can enter into a trust that goes deeper than just a theological statement that God is trustworthy. He is good. He's provider. He's protector. That doesn't really mean anything until you've come to the end of yourself. And so I want to talk, first of all, just, just to recognize that this is an opportunity to the come, come to the end of yourself and then fall in the loving arms of your father and, and to be at peace. But I know that this, to, to enter into that place of peace and rest isn't so easy as listening to me say this to you. How do you enter into that and why is it so hard? And it goes back to like what I said about it, it really comes to us experientially. And neuroscience really today as we're learning so much is really giving us some insight into why this can be so hard for some people to um, enter into like a, pa- a place of rest, a place of peace, of connection, of timelessness, and, and why others are very 
much more um, oriented towards what they can understand, what they can figure out. You know, right now it's hard to find a logical, safe conclusion to how this is all going to end. And so for people who are prone to looking for solutions in that way, this is really a scary place to be. And so why is that though? And, And it really goes back to what neuroscience is teaching us about the different parts of our brain and why it's so important really to have peace is really about having an integrated mind where all the different parts of our brain are speaking and communicating with each other and how that happens is through experience through relationship i mean really our brains are formed through relationship and really the most formative years of our lives are honestly the first three years so much is going on relationally and in our brains and how they develop and how they learn to how our brains learn to soothe how they learn to emotionally regulate just the sense of being seen of being known of having someone there you know no matter what all those things really come from our story and so what I want to touch on today is how important it is for us to give ourselves permission to look at our stories and to know that God wants to be invited into our story and to help us process and understand our stories from a place that will allow our brains to heal and the good news is if you are someone who by virtue let's say of that you are struggling with a lot of anxiety right now that would lead us, at least from a, let's say, neuroscience perspective, to sort of assume that you are more um, favoring, let's say, the left brain, left mode hemisphere processing of things, like maybe not so integrated between the two hemispheres of the brain, not a judgment, just how your brain is developed. But what we know is that your brain can change. And there are things that can be done to help integrate the the hemispheres of your brain, the left to right processing, the top down. I mean, I'm not going to go into a huge, uh, you know, teaching on the brain and how it works, but, but just to know that there's hope and that whatever you're experiencing now, the goal I'm encouraging you to set and on the first level here is to just become aware from a non-judgmental place that what you're going through is pointing you to something that God wants you to see. The enemy wants you to ignore it. He wants you to distract, to numb, to turn to whatever addiction, big or small, or you know, lower level comfort that uh, that will numb you from looking. And God wants you to look. He wants to bring things into the light right now that we have been working so hard to hide. And now he's calling us to look, but not to look alone and with shame, but to look with him because he's a loving father. If he's exposing stuff, it's not to say, look, I told you so. I told you this would happen if you turned away from me. Look, here's your consequence. You know, like, there you go. Too bad. You know, that is not how God is. And if that is how you see God, I want to encourage you that there's also a need for you to receive healing in your relationship with God, in your image of God. How you see and understand him is a huge part of your relationship, of your faith life, your faith walk. So even how you're imagining this right now, there are, I mean, a good father does have consequences and these are natural consequences to a world that has abandoned goodness, truth, and beauty as God designed it to be. And, and we're, we're facing the fallout of, of that, you know, um, so on a very real late basis, yes, there is sort of a consequence happening, but it's not a God turning his back on us. It's him saying, here, come to me, come back to me. Let me help set this right. Let Walk with me through what you're going, what's coming up right now, because I want to heal and restore you. And, uh, you know, the scripture I keep bringing up in all my 
episodes, I feel, because it's just, oh, it's so huge, is, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I mean, this scripture from Romans is so pivotal if we can begin to understand like this is where we need to go. This is what we need to recognize is the key to healing. And so our minds are where we experience everything. It's how we understand relationships. It's how we relate. It is, and that we really can be transformed for a long time. Like even just 25 years ago, we didn't believe that after like adolescence, there was any hope for the brain changing, which is a super depressing thing to believe. But now we know it's not true. The brain is plastic. We can change. Our brains and our minds can change, but not on autopilot, not without an effort, not without not without hope. And and science is giving us hope before we'd maybe read scripture and like, oh, I hope that's true. But now we can say, yes, there are things you can do to move in the direction of, of change, of transformation. And so I want to begin to give you some tools for that to help you on that journey because like I said, I really believe this is a battle now for you to to recognize God has given us an opportunity in this difficult time to look at things, see things, work through things, especially if you have more time than normal. Um, Work through things, pray more, um, connect with him more. This is an opportunity, not just some sort of crazy punishment or, you know, fallout from a broken world. This is an opportunity. And so as we talk about the brain and integrating the brain as that being our, our goal in sort of in becoming whole, in being freed from anxiety, that God wants to heal our minds so that we can connect with him, so that we can be freed of anxiety. And as I was saying before that, it's really so much of how our brain's work now, how we're operating, it's our our integration, left or right mode, has a lot to do with how we were raised, that our story, that we have a story, how we got to where we are today with whatever struggles we're facing is rooted in our story. God is a God of stories. He knows, he's right, he's writing, the scripture is a, is a love story, right? Of God's pursuing his people and your life as you begin to process your story, you're going to see how God is pursuing you. You're going to see how how he's been working in your life, what's been happening, how it's what's happened to you, how your heart maybe has been hurt, has been missed, and how these different things affect how your brain works. But that all of the things that, that have happened to you as you begin to understand your story in light of truth, in the light of God, as you begin to bring wounds to him, begin to be healed and reconceptualize different parts of your story that maybe you've buried, that you've decided, I don't want to look at that. Mm-hmm. That's that's something I'm just going to forget. That really, just so you know, you can't just forget difficult stuff. I know we kind of wish we could, but in the same way, I'm always making these analogies with the physical health world, but the same way you can't just like ignore a bad break of your bone and like, or you can't ignore like a really bad cut and just hope like it doesn't get infected, you know, <clears throat> just because you'd, you'd rather not clean it out because that's going to hurt. Or you'd rather not reset the bone because that's going to hurt. Um, ignoring it doesn't work. It leads to more pain, to more damage in the long run. So same here. We need to begin to look at stuff to be able to say, okay, what have I been burying? What have I not wanted to look at? Because the enemy's probably there sh- screaming shame, shameful thoughts at you, telling you, that, you know, there's no hope for you. There's no hope in this situation. You know, what, what are those places that, that we need, you need to start to look at and begin to bring to the Lord? 
And as I'm saying this, I know that for some of you, this is making sense and you're like, oh yeah, you know, this is something I've buried or this is something I need to look at. But for others of you, maybe the shame is so deep, the sense of there's something wrong with me, I am a bad person or whatever it might be, I have terrible faith and I mean, whatever judging judgments you are holding against yourself have been there for so long that you maybe have really disconnected them to any part of your story. And I'm just here to tell you that, you know, and I say this to all my, my clients too, you know, God does not make people, like some people to have peace and some people to be sad and miserable. We are all meant to live a life in union with him. Yes, a life your life will have suffering. I'm not trying to say, and I always feel like I have to clarify this, that that uh, life with God is a life free of suffering. But life with God is really peace and joy that is above circumstances because it's the joy that comes from love, from a loving relationship. You know, in the same way, if you've ever had the experience, maybe like you have somebody you just really just trust and have confidence in unequivocally, like if they're in charge, you are not worried about anything. Um, some people had fathers like that, uncles, maybe even a boss or someone you really respected that you just knew they were so good and they were just so trustworthy that whatever came, you weren't really panicked because they just knew what they were doing. This is who God is for us. This is the kind of peace he wants to give us that even when you don't have a way through whatever's ahead, the person who's really in charge does. And you know they're going to tell you when you need to know what you need to know because that's what a good boss does. And and this is sort of where we're at right now. But where I connect this to your story and where for some people this is going to be easy and for some people you're like, I don't get what you're saying, Karen. This doesn't make sense. This is connected to your story because your ease of surrendering control, your ease of trusting someone else, trusting what you can't see, connecting with someone you can't see, I said earlier, is very much connected to your your brain, your literal brain wiring, brain development. It is really in like the in and through the right hemisphere of our brain that we connect with God, that we enter into sort of spiritual experiences. So, for example, if you're someone who grew up in a family where the emotions and like connection or this sense of like really being deeply known wasn't something that you experienced a lot. And it doesn't mean you had to have had a bad family. You could have had a very like good family, very kind, very um, just good. Nothing bad happened. But if there was a lack of emotional connection, a lack of feeling known or being known, and a real emphasis, for example, on what, you, what was logical, what you could understand, what you could measure... Not that that's bad, but if there was a lack or a deficit on the other side, that's going to affect how your brain develops. I mean, that's just what happens. And so just being integrated, embracing the whole self, the emotions and the logic, you know, just that it all is good and really integrating that into life is so important. And so that's something we're taught to do and it doesn't come naturally. And if you weren't taught by your parents, they probably weren't taught by their parents and it can go back. You can go way back. And so this is why I, again, say this is an opportunity stuff that probably, deep, deep stuff that probably hasn't been looked at maybe in your life or even in your family line, depending on what exactly we're talking about, you know, is, is, has an opportunity now to, to really be explored. And so you're really what I'm going to encourage you to do for this week and this podcast, uh, after this podcast episode is to really just practice 
awareness. Really trying to separate yourself from judging whatever's coming up. I mean, of course, if you're, you know, if you're sinning, if you're making mistakes, I'm not trying to say ignore that, you know, apologize, you know, keep keep repenting and, and turning back in the right direction. But in a place of hope that this isn't just who you are, this isn't just how it's always going to be. You're not just so messed up and beyond hope or whatever kinds of things maybe you've thought previously. But just begin to take note. If things are coming up with greater frequency because you're under pressure and maybe you're like, well, it's just because I'm under pressure, which is true. Like, you know, you are going to experience uh, increase in probably whatever you would normally struggle with when you're under pressure. I'm proposing that that thing was never like meant for you to begin with. And God's kind of taking you to a place where now it's not comfortable. And he's saying, okay, it's time to deal with this. Like this anger problem that you've been managing by sending your kids to school is something I want to heal you of. I mean, you're never going to be a perfect parent. Like on this side, we're going to make mistakes, but God wants to set us free from the pressure of our sin and brokenness that really grows when we are feeling out of control and and he wants to heal us in just a deep deep place and so again this week just take some time to really be aware I strongly encourage you to get a journal if you're not someone who journals please really consider it um even if you have to do it on your phone and put a lock on it like I know on my notes on on my iPhone I can lock notes so if you're really worried about people seeing things and you've got a phone that's an option if you don't want to write although it's actually really healing for your brain to write out your journal it's very much integrating the two hemispheres of the brain FYI but but um, just beginning to get it out and beginning to really be aware of what you have been hiding that you can't hide anymore. And whatever that emotion is, maybe, maybe it's anger, sadness, depression, loneliness, um, maybe it's hopelessness, fear, whatever it is, that name that emotion and then begin to, if you can, begin to acknowledge or recognize what thoughts, circumstances are behind those. And you might um, take a listen to a previous episode about managing your mind. I believe it's episode four with Erin Ingold to kind of help you begin to look at that a little bit more. And then the other thing I want you to do is start praying a daily prayer of trust. And I absolutely love the litany of trust that the Sisters of Life made. I'm going to put it in the show notes so you have it. If you could begin praying that every day, even praying, and praying that out loud. Again, these things out loud, it really, it does something to your brain to pray something out loud that is different than just praying something silently. Just your brain, you hear yourself speaking what you're speaking, and that goes a little deeper. So pray the litany of trust, begin to become more aware of what's going on and begin surrendering it to the Lord in hope instead of burying it in shame. Because God wants to set you free. He's allowing stuff to come up so that he can heal you from the deep place in your heart, those deep roots in your heart. So know that I am praying with you, praying for you, here for you if you have questions, if you need anything. And I also just want to put out there as well. If any of you are interested in journeying with me through kind of a group study and experience of healing through your story with the Lord, kind of rewriting your story with Jesus, shoot me an email and let me know that you might be interested in hearing more about that. You can email me at twoheartsforher at gmail.com, twoheartsforher at gmail.com. So thanks for listening today. Um, I'm definitely holding you guys in prayer and I look forward to connecting with you on the podcast soon. God bless. If you'd like to connect with others and chat with me about what we discuss here on the podcast, be sure to join our Heal, Equip, and Release podcast Facebook group. 
You can also learn more about the counseling and healing services offered by Two Hearts for Her by following us on Facebook and Instagram or checking out our website at twoheartsforher.com.